0: Guys, my name is Steven. I'm definitely a heroin addict. Uh, first off, just want to say happy birthday in advance to the two birthday boys over here, Eric and John. Um, it's crazy because I met these guys when I was first getting clean. I have a sobriety date of October 5th, 2018, and I met these guys within, I don't know, maybe 30 days of that, and they've both been crucial as far as my recovery goes. I can honestly say I probably wouldn't be sober right now if it wasn't for HA and the guidance and help of these two guys right here. So congratulations, guys. Um, in Regards to me, I grew up about 20 minutes north in Irvine. Middle, middle upper class family, pretty normal, um, at least in the beginning it was. Um, One of my earliest memories as a child was my parents getting divorced. And I distinctly remember the day, the evening uh, when it happened, I was sitting on the couch and my mom and my dad were both there bawling, explaining how they were just getting separated and it wasn't going to be a divorce. And like in the back of my mind, I was just like, that's, that's bullshit. Like this is going to be a divorce. Definitely. Um, And all I gave a shit about was getting back to playing Tekken. I didn't care that like they were getting divorced. It honestly wasn't even important to me. It was like, fuck you guys, I wanna keep playing video games. And, and part of the reason for that is not only because I was extremely detached from my own emotions as a kid, but because I grew up having two older siblings who, were, who had a different mom. So I had half siblings growing up. And I found out later on that the reason my parents were getting divorced was because my mom cheated on my dad. Now, the man that she cheated on my dad with is now currently my stepdad. So I see him every day. Um, It was a kind of, I mean, it was a super weird thing, obviously growing up in a household where the man that, I mean, when I was with my mom, I'd see my mom, I'd see my dad, and when I was with my mom, the man that was in the house was the guy who cheated on my, my mom cheated on my dad with, uh, I never really held it against my against him as much as I always had some resentment towards my mom for it. It was her fault, right? She was in the marriage. She cheated. It's her fault. Um, growing up, I did my best to just slide under the radar. I had, Numerous older siblings, as I mentioned, I had a younger sibling, she demanded a ton of attention, I kind of just always, I really didn't demand a lot of attention, so growing up, I just did whatever I could to like, I'd always be home by curfew, but I would be out the entire day, right, like from the second I got up until like 12 p.m. at night, like I was gone, and I just didn't want to have anything to do with being at home. It wasn't until I was 18 when I had my first drink and (laughs) vomited everywhere the entire night. And from 18 to 21, I tried everything under the sun, ketamine, acid, ecstasy, I mean, heroin, Vicodin, Xanax. I mean, it it didn't matter, right? Like if I was going to get high off of it, I was definitely going to try it. And I was probably going to do a shitload of it. Um, I was somehow able to graduate college, barely, skin of my teeth. And once I graduated college, at that point, I was a full-blown heroin addict. And for the next five years, I lived this double life where I would be working, I mean, 10 hours a day, and I'd be wearing a suit and tie. But at the end of the day, I'd go meet up with the dope man and just be getting loaded the entire evening, stay high throughout the day, and then do that process all over again, and that went on for about five years. Um, over the course of five years, I basically came to the conclusion that there was no no way I was going to be able to stop on my own. It just wasn't going to happen, no matter what I did, no matter you know, I'm not going to put my phone on silent. I'm going to block this person. I'm not going to pick up today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Nothing really worked. And I, (laughs) I remember the first time I was checking into treatment I called my mom and my dad and I was like, Hey, I need you guys to come over. And i had been dating a girl at the time for like six years. And they come over and they bring a bottle of champagne. They think I'm telling my family thinks I'm telling them like, I proposed to my girlfriend and I'm like, "Uh, surprise, I'm a dope fiend and I'm going into treatment tomorrow. Uh, Needless to say, they were definitely shocked. And I was, I mean, they were very happy obviously that I was, they just found out about it and I was going into treatment. Um, At that time, definitely had no belief in God. So I went into a smart based recovery, which is CBT based and I was able to stay clean after that for about a year and while granted I was clean I was fucking miserable the entire time I was just working I was dating and that's if I wasn't working I was with some girl and even when I found a girl that I I mean I loved and she was amazing and I had everything externally that you could want a mortgage a beautiful house great job beautiful girlfriend like i had everything that you could want on the outside right that like a happy person would have but it didn't matter i was like fuck this i want to get loaded and i did it started with drinking and within i mean within a month i was back to meeting with the dope man every single day um that went on for another two or three years and i mean she knew it was going on at the same time she didn't like fully comprehend it. Um, I don't know. I, I hit it at the same time she knew it. It was weird. Uh, but I went to treatment. And so this was the second time I went to treatment. I was clean for maybe a month after. And that was only because I got a Vivitrol shot and couldn't get high. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, once that wore off, that was quick. Um, and then a couple of years after that, she leaves me. I'm unemployed. I lose my job. I lose my house. I'm in like 80 grand of debt. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Honestly, it was the. I just felt like the entire my entire world that I knew it completely came crashing down. Even though I hadn't gone to jail, I somehow was always able to squeeze my way out of like when cops pulled me over. I was just always able to like weasel my way out of it and. If for whatever reason, I just, I was just so sick and tired of the grind of that whole hustle of, I mean, we all know the hustle, right? I was just sick of it. And it wasn't until I was just completely emotionally shattered inside that I was actually able to go to a treatment center and actually able to look to something bigger than myself when I went into treatment, the most recent time, 2018, uh, it was the one time where I went in and I was just like, I was more desperate than I've ever been in my entire life. I was just, I said, look, I don't even know who I'm praying to right now, but dear God, just help me get through this because I've never felt so shitty as a human being in my entire life. And throughout the last two years, uh, it's been, it's been the happiest two years of my life. I can honestly say that it's been two of some of the hardest years of my life, but working these steps, both starting to believe in something greater than myself, getting a sponsor that is reliable, that I trust that's guided me when I've needed him has been, I mean, invaluable. Um, it's crazy to see how far my life's come. And I don't just mean that from like getting monetary possessions or anything like that. I mean that from the standpoint of, I've never gone to see like a therapist and they've actually told me like, you're clinically not de- depressed anymore. Like it's actually in remission because I'm actually happy. I walk through every single day and I just feel so much more at peace with myself. And it's mainly just because I believe that no matter what life always has this weird way of coming together. And it's not always going to happen on my terms. It's not always going to happen on my timeline, but it does always come together. It's really just my job to make sure that I don't use that day. That's, that's the only thing that's on me. Um, kind of, (laughs) One thing that was a real shock to me was most recently, about a month ago, I was living with one of my best friends and we met in sober living, good two years. And I'm sleeping in my bed at 2 a.m. and his girlfriend comes in at again at 2 a.m. and she wakes me up and his name's Alex and she's like, Hey, there's something wrong with Alex. And I go into his room and He's overdosed oxy coke and alcohol and face is pale lips are blue. He's just completely limp. He's I mean straight OD almost done. And I was able to call 911 and I did compressions and was able to resuscitate him. and we he was able to be okay. And the next day talking to him and he's telling me how basically like he's got it under control. It's not a big deal. He's fine. He's got this. He's going to go back on Monday to the same job where they sell him drugs. And he's just going to like go to more meetings and, you know, like maybe he'll get a sponsor. And I'm just like, I'm not going to wake up and find your corpse tomorrow, bro. So, um, no, I'm out. And in that whole process, when I went in, I found him. They, there was a huge line of oxy sitting there, and me two years ago, I would have done that before I even resuscitated him, right? <laughs> like, like we all know that feeling, right? Like, okay, don't worry, we'll call nine one one, but just like give me one minute, okay? And it's true. Like I remember those days where, like, if someone OD'd or something, like you rob your friend before you call nine one one. Like that was your mindset. And so to be able to like get through that situation where I just wipe that thing clean when it was all said and done and to not once actually think like, Oh man, I could do this. And no one would know there's Vicodin pills. There's again, fat line of Oxy. And it just, I'm so far from that that I was able to just throw it all away, flush it, wipe it, and not even consider doing it. Um, And I can say that's again, highly contributed to this program working the steps, having a sponsor and having just a good group of friends that I can lean on when times get tough. So that's all I can say. I know it's super cliche, work the steps and do everything, but I can honestly say I'm the happiest I've ever been because I work the steps. I still see a therapist every two weeks or so, still check in with my doctor. Um, still do everything I possibly can just to make sure that everything's still going right up here. So again, I'm Steven. Thanks for letting me share.